Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast Supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. Hey everybody, welcome to DC Action Hour. Um, I don't know. All right. Yes. No, you do not, sir. That was great. Everybody, my name is Jeff from uh, Super Geeked Up. Thank you for joining us. Uh, this is your weekly show where we discuss all the new episodes of the DC television shows on the CW network. Uh, and right now, that is Supergirl, Arrow, and Flash, which are still airing new episodes as we come to the wrap-ups of all those seasons in a couple weeks. Uh, as always, joining me are my co-hosts, Marks and Danielle. Hi, guys. Hello. Hello. There they are. And we have a special guest uh, this week from Points of in- in- Shit, I just fucked it up. I sorry. sorry. <laughs> Yes, I'm Point Point. Interest Podcast Network, Francis Fernandez. Hello, hi. What's up, everybody? All What's right, that? there we go. Sorry, that was terrible. <laughs> uh, I, say, I was saying in my mind just before I did it, and then I just fucked it up. It's all, all right. It's all. Anyway, uh, Francis has been on a Super Geeked Up a few different times. Have uh, you seen him on that show? And uh, he's always in the chat, actually, uh, of this show, usually. And uh, he's always giving us information when we don't know what we're talking about. So <laughs> he can do that now live in person. Oh no! Uh, now you really are like the Oracle man. Like anything we can't remember, you're like, "Oh, it's this, it's this." Blah blah. blah. All right, that's the end of the show. I got it. I got it. No, yeah. yeah, no pressure. No pressure. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, folks. So we're gonna talk. Uh, we're gonna talk Arrow, then Supergirl, then the Flash. Of course, the Flash this past week had the big Savitar reveal. Uh, I won't mention that till later in the show, just in case you have not seen it, uh, so you can watch the rest of the show and not get spoiled for that. Uh, but uh, first, we like to start with a thing we call the Super Tweet, which is a fun question we theme to one of the shows each week, and we get your responses. Uh, if, you have, if you're watching the live chat, there's a live chat going on, folks, which I will check in one second. Uh, you can share your comments there, uh, as Francis does every week, and uh, we'll share them live on the show. You can also tweet us at Super Geeked Up. We actually already got a tweet response a couple months ago through, through our uh, Super Tweet question, which is, who did you want Savitar to be? So, again, we'll tell you later who Savitar wound up being. But who did you like? Kind of wish it would be. Uh, so Francis, I'll actually start with you. Is there somebody you like you thought or wanted Savitar to be? Well, I'm sad that Eddie Thon didn't end up being my <laughs> choice. I mean, that's what I was thinking. You know, it would have been a great way to reintroduce him back into the show. He did end up being in the Speed Force for a little bit. Ancestor really is, or descendant really is a speedster, so it kind of made sense. But yeah, I was really hoping it'd be him. It did. I think, uh, Marks, you you were kind of theorizing that, right? At one point too. Yeah, I'm okay with who they picked, but um, but yeah, my my second choice, it would have been Eddie. I would have liked Eddie because it was a uh, he uh, it was a bad guy, right? Blue Cobalt. I, don't know, I keep forgetting his name. Cobalt Blue. Keep Cobalt Blue. <laughs> That's his arch enemy, the reverse version. <laughs> but. Uh, <laughs> um, so it would have made sense. It would have been a great way to introduce him. And like like Francis said, he was the actor didn't make an appearance. So his probability of being him was much higher than than um, from Arrow becoming Prometheus that I wanted to be Prometheus. Wait, who did you want to be? Tommy. Prometheus? Tommy. That's right. Oh, that's oh, right. Yeah. Tommy, Tommy. Vigilante man, vigilante. I'm telling you that right now. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, before we continue with this, we already got some people in the chat. Kerry Johnson, Sarah, he's always there every week. Thank you, Kerry. He says, I wish Savitar could have been HR. A lot of people <laughs> were theorizing that. I actually was kind of 
until like a week or two ago, no, I was actually convinced it very well could be HR. Um, I thought there were definitely some hints of that happening. Yeah, I think a, a couple podcasts back, I think we were all convinced it was HR because we were all blaming him. There was, there was a lot of strong hinting that way, yeah, a couple weeks yeah. ago. <laughs> uh, also, Sci-Fi Pulse, our good buddy Ian Cullen, who's been on the show a couple times, is in the chat. He says, yo, you really need to work on those F-bombs, dude. <laughs> then he says, say it, uh, Ian's British, by the way, say it posh, say it proud, fucking hell, what a bleeding load of walk this is, oh, fuckadoodle do, all right, that's what he said. <laughs> that was very good, I liked it, I my British accent, folks, um, <laughs> but he also says he wanted it to be Thon, uh, so there you go, you got another vote for Eddie Thon, uh, and Twitter, Eros Orocho at Hunter's Realm says, uh, this is actually going to go along with what you said uh, last week, Danielle. I had my guest being Ronnie, which might have explained why Caitlin was willing to follow, which was your whole theory last week, which made a lot of sense. Is that who you still wanted it to be, or did you want it to be somebody else, Danielle? No, I still wanted it to be Ronnie because I wanted the sentence, I knew it, to come out of my, my mouth. But <laughs> <laughs> No, I didn't get to have my glory moment of being right, so... But that's I wanted it to be Ronnie because I made up in my head the whole story that it was a perfect scenario and I was like oh my god I could write for the show like, <laughs> it was pretty convincing I mean <laughs> I was in originally and like oh yeah that makes a lot of sense okay so yeah. so folks the new way to become a writer on these shows is just guess what they're gonna <laughs> do that's all you have to do to get hired. see remember when we started this I was writing the dialogue for Supergirl now remember Jeez. that's right you were well you know what I should have I should be a writer on Arrow two years ago then because I fucking call that Sarah Lance was Black Canary be way before they ever revealed it. Like that was my crowning moment that I've ever like, called it that early. <laughs> <laughs> way back in season two. We're just pronouncing ourselves now. Yeah. We're, we're part of the scene. Uh, Sci-Fi Pulse wants to know with what was it, what I was doing. Was that an Irish slash Welsh accent? I don't know what the fuck that was, man. Uh, <laughs> I was trying to do some form of a British accent, and I don't know what came out. <laughs> Uh, all right, let's see here. Uh, Carrie Johnson in the chat says it's still strange that Caitlin would so easily follow uh, the person who comes winds up being Savitar. I'm not going to say it quite yet, just to not ruin it for anybody. I'm willing. I'm ready for that explanation, writers. Okay, we'll get into that later. That because yeah, it, uh, well, okay, we'll get into that later. <laughs> I think it's the other person that made any sense for why she might say that, but Ronnie made the most sense for sure. Yeah, yeah, agree. Uh, let's see. Oh, my choice. Okay, for Savitar. I was thinking about this today. Uh, you know what? I actually would like have liked Iris to have been Savitar. Now, you might say, oh, well, that doesn't make sense. She's going to kill herself. <laughs> but it could have been an alternate Earth, obviously Iris or something, right? The reason is I feel Iris is the most underdeveloped character out of all the main cast. I've always felt this way. I think the same problem, like her and Laurel, which are designed to be like the love interest of the two main people on Arrow and Flash, I feel were never developed enough. And that's why I've always had a problem, I think, getting behind those characters and why I'm not in love with the whole Barry Iris thing, uh, being together. So, but if they, if she was Savitar, like that would have gave her, I think, a lot, made her character a lot cooler and gave her more to do, which is what I think with Caitlin, who I like, I've always liked Caitlin, but her being Killer Frost also gives that character a lot more depth. And I think it gives Daniel Panabaker a lot more to do as well as an actress. Um, so I think that could have been cool for Iris. Maybe she gets speed powers and be caught hot pursuit. Oh, <laughs> no, <laughs> oh, Patty, come back! <laughs> no, please, Patty. Oh, she's never. She's not coming back. They're not going to do it. They'll do anything I want. Uh, 
All right. Uh, let's see. Okay, that's our super treat. Thank you for participating, folks, in the live chat or on Twitter. Uh, now we're going to do our first show, which is Arrow. And I think, Marks, you're going to take this one, right? <clears throat> yeah. All right. So this is episode 20 of season five. Underneath is the title. It's directed by Wendy Stanzler, who's an editor-director for like a lot of shows, especially for CW. And uh, it was written by Wendy Miracle and Beth Schwartz, who've also written a number of episodes. So in this episode, Adrian Chase, a.k.a. Prometheus, uh, triggers an EMP within the team bunker, deactivating all the equipment. It leaves Oliver and Felicity stranded, trapped inside this bunker. And also Felicity rendered paralyzed because of her uh, chip uh, was also short-circuited. So um, now Curtis learns something's wrong, informs the team. They're able to get Diggle and Lila to agree to put their problems aside to uh, to help out with uh, Oliver and Felicity and also get help from Argus. <clears throat> and uh, in the bunker, after a few uh, failed attempts, uh, that ends up getting Oliver injured and methane leaking in the bunker. <laughs> they quickly ran out of time before they die. Um, so eventually, between them doing some stuff and Team Arrow doing some stuff, they're able to get them out. And at the end, Chase... We see that Chase has tracked down Oliver's son, William. Um, and also, we do have flashbacks in this episode, unlike the last episode. Um, but this one's like during the period of like after Dark's death, after season four, um, where Curtis kind of arranges a little surprise uh, time together with Oliver and Felicity. And they end up uh, um, having sex and Felicity decides. But even though Felicity decides she's not ready to get back together with Oliver. And there's that. So and it was all about trust in this episode. <laughs> so there was parallels between the relationship between Oliver and Felicity about trust and also with uh, Diggle and, and Lila's trust issues too. So that's a pretty cool parallel. Uh, in the live chat, uh, Lister's mate says, uh, first off, he says, hello, woohoo, he's watching from a Walmart right now. All right. <laughs> I'm going to assume he's on his phone, but maybe Walmart actually has us up on all their TVs. Wow, which would be great. Thing. <laughs> hello, people of Walmart. <laughs> Yes. Well, thank you for watching DC Action Hour. We're the favorite show of all Walmart shoppers. Go check it out. I, I got the shirt of Walmart. <laughs> Did you really? I know. Oh, you lied? Oh, I thought I got excited. Maybe you really did. Um, all right. So, yeah, by the way, when you were describing that, and you just and you said, and uh, Oliver and Felicity had sex, Gross went through my mind because that's also what was going through when I was watching the episode. I was thinking about doing a clever like bullseye or some kind of parody of bow and arrow. Then I just said sex. So that's <laughs> there. See, I'm thinking season three and gagging a little bit. Going, yeah. well, I know okay. Danielle and I are on the same page as, as this. Oh, it's like, back. what's wrong? With you? It was. Uh, wait, are you an Elicity fan? I, I don't care. I mean, okay. I, I don't, I don't, yeah. Look, they- Don't you dare say yes. yes. Don't you dare say yes. No, no, they said it up from the, I was originally, and then it just became overbearing. Oh, I, I'm not, I did originally, I'm like, oh, she's the, you know, she's the cute nerdy girl that's getting with the hero. Like, that's kind of not usual. So I thought that was great. And then it got overbearing, and I'm like, it doesn't need to happen anymore. You can, you can stop now. Uh, in the chat, Carrie Johnson says, a quote, Bunk bunker sex is the best sex from Archie Bunker. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> oh, that hurt. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, man, you know, when that was, 
when they were doing like when it was leading up to that sex scene, it was happening. Honestly, from my mind, I was just saying like, no, no, stop it! Like, I never wanted to see this again. The shippers are happy though. The shippers are so happy right now. The shippers are you. I'm not. I'm. I'm look again. I'm not a, <laughs> the whole deal. It's just like, well, there you go. It, it was bound to happen. I knew it was going to happen. I knew it was shippers. Is, I didn't think Francis. <laughs> <laughs> Francis is like I, the captain of that ship. <laughs> no. <laughs> no, 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 no. I actually didn't think it was. I thought they had completely, I thought they knew like that's, that was a mistake to do. In my opinion, it ruined Felicity's character. Um, yeah. I thought they had completely moved on and then this happened. And unfortunately from the way they did it, to me, it's hinting like they actually might get together next season. Oh, for sure. Again. No, I get it. And that is like, I want to vomit. <laughs> <laughs> Then you know your Dinah Lance thing isn't gonna. No, happen. I yeah, I wanted Dinah Lance or Black Siren. Like I thought that was gonna be the triangle, and now it's gonna be Felicity, and I don't know who the fuck else. <laughs> no, it's become a square now. Yeah. Oh Nobody no. Said that. Like in the chat, it was gonna be like a quadrant. <laughs> quadri- <laughs> yeah. It's gonna be all over the place. Oh, I guess, oh my god! I can't believe they're going back to this. <laughs> I had such high hope for next season. Like, they were going in the right direction. Yeah. Well, it was the lowest, I want to say it was the lowest, lowest rated uh, episode of the season. I want to say this one. Was it really? Because they're nearing the end. So I feel like everyone would, like, come back. Wow. I think they knew. <laughs> I think they were. Yeah. They, yeah. They, got a, they got a whiff of season three and they're like, no, thanks. Yeah, I think so. Like, oh no. Uh, so in the chat, uh, Sci-Fi Paul says, "No, I want Dine and Ollie." Thank you. Yes, that's exactly what I want. Right. Dine, yeah, Dine and Drake. Yeah, and just gonna it's gonna create some conflict, team conflict to get there. Uh, Listeners mate said someone in Walmart looked when Mark said hello. So maybe we really are on. Him. <laughs> oh, awesome. <laughs> maybe somehow he he's like jacked in and like hacked into their things and got us up on their feet. The power of the shirt. That's right. <laughs> yeah. Um. So. So I, I one thing I I have about this flashback that bugs me a little bit is that um, I feel like it cheapens Felicity's boyfriend relationship a little bit. Like, I, I, where where that even happen? Like, I feel like it must have been like with the really cop crammed in there. Huh? It was probably bef- supposed to be before the cop, right? Well, yeah, it was before the cop, I imagine. But, uh, but I mean, like, you know, there that, that wasn't very much time anyway after Dark's death for that to happen. But then now they've crammed, like, she goes, I'm not saying never, but not now. But then I'm going to go fall in love with this cop guy right now. <laughs> it's kind of weird. <laughs> Flashpoint. Oh, no, it's Flashpoint. It. Stop this it. Is, <laughs> this is pre-Flashpoint. This is a pre-Flashpoint flashback. Yeah. <laughs> well, Flashpoint still couldn't get rid of Elicity. No, can't. <laughs> Their love is too strong. I wish it did. That would have been like the greatest thing to do. It would have totally been worth it then for Barry to do that. They could blame it on Barry. They're like, oh, Listy was over until Flashpoint. <laughs> Everybody blames Barry for everything. It is Barry's fault. <laughs> um, I liked, I thought it was funny that the Toy Boys reference, I think is what you said, with the Beastmaster reference, uh, Curtis said. Yeah, was, I, I missed part of that. It was, the, was he referencing Beastmaster the movie? I believe so. Yeah, yeah, because he was he named him after the the two pet um, yeah was it ferrets the parrot mongoose it's ferrets yeah but he was kind of referencing the what the star of Beastmaster is kind of like his crush as a kid right is that what he was doing yeah I think so and then Diana said the same thing basically right yeah 
Yeah, he's like in a loincloth, right? Back then. So. <laughs> oh, that movie's ridiculous. I mean, it's, I watched it as a kid. It's ridiculous. But, you know, it's one of those fun, ridiculous fantasy 80s movies. And I thought the lack of hesitation of Felicity, like injecting him with the adre- adrenaline was pretty funny. They're like, <laughs> they're like, uh, it looks like a Death Star torture device. And they're like, oh, you got to inject him. And just, she just, without hesitation, boom, gets him. <laughs> they're like, wow, okay. Yeah. Um, okay, Lister's Bay wants us to say, everyone say, people of Walmart need to watch Super Geeked Up. Okay, there we go. Oh, well, in DC Action right now, but yes. Uh, Carrie Johnson in the chat says, just to be clear, I am no Olicity fan. I like the chemistry of Amel and Rickards. When writers give them something great to do, this wasn't it. I think, I think this was what we were saying last podcast, too. I think we were saying they should dive back into that friendship and that, that relationship they had before season three. And I think we were hopeful because we thought it was going to go back to that this episode. And then they gave so many hints and I don't know what they're doing with it. So I'm super disappointed. Yeah. I was not hopeful for this episode actually, because it was just going to be those two in the bunker and it turned out to be, yes, what I feared. <laughs> I mean, they did show in the coming up next episode, they were on top of each other. So, I mean, it was bound to happen. At some but point. I don't watch any of that shit because I don't oh. want to know. Like I never watched the... <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, no, it's it was kind of a character building moment for at least Lila and John, right? Like they kind yeah. of the hatchet a little bit, so that was good. That was. Uh, and but, I like how like Lila made a great point, I feel like you guys lock people up and you and you and Oliver and you're always cool with him, but like why is it not cool when I do it? Uh which kind of which is a good point. However, I would have also liked if Lila could kind of admit maybe she's not 100% cool with what she's doing because she's all about like, yep, I'm totally fine. Whatever I do, I'm going to do it again. And it's totally cool what I'm doing. Not really. <laughs> like, there's a lot of gray area, what you're, but both everybody's doing to be honest with you. Yeah. But well, she believes she's doing she's the great stuff, you know? Yeah. It's like Oliver, you know, when he believes in it, he's all, he's no, all, but, but Oliver does question himself. Right. And he does have those doubts and he goes through these crises. Mm-hmm. And if he didn't, like, and if Lila keeps going this way, I think it's going to be a very slippery slope where she gets, like, real bad real fast like and goes crosses the line. Could be. Be good drama. Yeah. <laughs> it would be. Okay, I like Lila. She's cool. She's cool. And she souped up the T-Sphere. Well, that's no. another thing. Like, basically, like, yeah, they're just going to – she could just – they're cool with her stealing whatever she wants from them and just doing whatever she wants. And then they're like, ah, whatever. <laughs> It works. You made it better. All right, fine. Yeah, it's all right. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Like, yeah. I mean, they didn't. They didn't mind. I, I don't. know. There was a scene though with John and Dinah where I was like, "Is this going to be a thing?" It almost felt that way. I don't know why. John and Dinah. No, get out of no, here. That's... I'm just saying. I wouldn't be. If you're not going to do the the. What all kind of, of ships are you captaining? <laughs> you're the worst. <laughs> I'm just saying. Like, no, I, I don't. I want John and Lila to be together. That is a really nice. I think that's a good relationship. I like that. I'm gonna see what's gonna happen. Here's my prediction: season three, they're gonna have their squabbles. It's gonna they're gonna split up. John's gonna need some, you know, some love. Dinah's there, kicking some ass, and all of a sudden, no, no, get out of here. That's horrible. It's written down. It is done. <laughs> so, <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, I don't know who Dinah could be with if it's not Oliver. That's the thing. She's not going to be with Curtis, obviously. Well, yeah, um, I don't know. I can't see her being a wild dog. That just doesn't uh, no. match to me. <laughs> no, I don't see that either. <laughs> well, kind of, Quentin Lance? Maybe she'll be with Quentin. I don't know. 
I'm going to have to be his daughter. <laughs> I don't know if that's true or not, but whatever. But yeah. Not that she has to be with anybody. It's totally fine. She's kick-ass. Like, yeah. she doesn't have to be with anybody. But I just, whatever. I don't know. <laughs> it's going to be with Tommy. It's going to come back. <laughs> <laughs> uh, then Oliver will finally want to be with her, right? Because he's like, oh, Tommy likes her. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Oh, man. I don't have to uh, type out. I agree with Marks. Enter. I don't have to do that anymore. It's great. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I don't know. What else? What else are we going to talk about in this episode? <laughs> um, I mean, like, really, there wasn't a lot going on, to be honest with you, obviously. Like, those two were in the bunker. No, it's like, yeah. They're trying to rescue them. to one room. <laughs> I mean, the big news is they, they, they're setting up all the city all over again. That's all it is. Stop saying that. All that is so disappointed. <laughs> so <laughs> Prometheus can kill her. It'd be tragic. It would be terrible. <laughs> I'm okay with that, actually. It's fine. I'm glad that, that I don't think that, that happened. I don't like think it is either. That's nice. Oh, I'm sorry, Francis? Which is nice, finally. What's nice? That they're bringing the sun in. Oh, the like, sun? Oh, I yeah. think that kind of sucks oh, yeah. too, actually. Yeah. Well, well I mean, yeah. like, because I don't care about the sun. <laughs> yeah, but you know, he was a plot device once. He's doing it again. <laughs> oh yeah. Well, he was a plot device during the the crossover last year, right? Yeah. For for one of their episodes, and then I think we were saying like, I don't think we'll ever see him again, and then here we are being proved wrong again. So. I think we should just not say anything about Elicity or the sun, and it just yeah. won't happen next episode. I'm going to make a wild prediction. Next season, crossover happens. Something weird time-wise happens. William ends up getting fast-forward to an adult. Boom, there. <laughs> he's, a, he's an adult in the current timeline, you mean? Yeah, he'll become an adult somehow, you know. Just like like with Angel's kid and yeah. you know, every kid. Or maybe, or maybe he becomes a teenager, right? He becomes like a teenager, yeah. Yeah, maybe. He's oh my the... god! Can I just tell you, I hated Angel's Kid so much. I don't know if I ever oh. hated a character that much. <laughs> wow! All <laughs> right. Yeah. Oh, what a terrible! Kid. All right, I won't go off on that. Yeah. So, anyway, okay. So he becomes the new speedy, right? Is that is that your prediction, there, Marks? He becomes the new Speedy. Because maybe. Maybe because no, isn't that character? Thea be Speedy. <laughs> He's not around. Who knows? I don't know where she's at. That's a problem. Oliver's life would go a lot better if he just listened to Thea and he kept her out. Yes, that's why I'm quoting the Bring Back Speedy 2017. In the chat, Carrie Johnson says, Dinah don't need no ship. She's bad by her damn self. I totally agree, sir. The only reason I even brought that up about because uh, Francis started talking about her and John being together. So <laughs> She is really good. I kind of wonder if maybe... It's good they don't give her more because maybe then they'll mess her up. <laughs> oh. <laughs> I mean, that's true. She's totally holding her own with not a ton, which is a credit to the that actress. You know, the yep. That's funny. Yeah. Give her her own show. She should. Birds of yeah. Prey. Birds of Prey. <laughs> Birds of Prey. Put Thea over there, too. Bring back Huntress. For the best show you've ever done, CW. And they need oh, to have yeah. a speedster, so you know. No! Oh, well, okay. Hot Pursuit, Patty Smith. Yes. Yeah, there you go. There you go. <laughs> I was going to say. <laughs> then I, then I'm on I board. was waiting. I was waiting for Patty Smith. Yeah. <laughs> it's the best show ever, man. You get like all the best female characters together. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> yes, exactly. You're right. Hire us as the writers. <laughs> That'd be great. Oh, man. 
I actually really do. I'm not even joking. I really do think that would be an awesome show. I think I think so too. Yeah, It'd be yeah. great. I'd watch it. It happens, CW. You know it. Mm-hmm. All right. Are, are we done with Arrow? Do we want to rate it? Boxing glove arrows. Yeah. So, folks, we rate this out of five. Total of five boxing glove arrows. That's the max score. Marks, what do you give it? Um, it was good, but but it was good and not bad. There's bad parts or good parts. So I'm gonna just say <laughs> I'm gonna give it a three. All right, a three. Three boxing glove arrows, Francis. Yes. Uh, I give it a three too. There was some, like you know that whole uh, Lila and John thing getting stuff done, and just seeing the team work together to get Oliver and Felicity out was pretty cool. So I give it a three for sure. Danielle, for season three, it gets a three. <laughs> nice uh i will complete the quadrifecta i don't know how you say it i'm gonna give it a three as well uh it definitely was not my favorite episode but was it terrible that means <laughs> uh okay although i i dread i dread the elicity rehappening <laughs> yes there it is well they might pull the classic move where it's like it looks like they're gonna get together again but then something happens on wow. Oliver's side, and he he Such rejects a her. Oh man, so cheap! I don't like that at all. Just, <laughs> just kill her off, you know? Like, do you really need her? You have, you have Mister Fantastic right over yeah. there. Curtis is really taking the place of Felicity, to be honest with you. Like, he does more of that stuff now than she does. Fantastic, terrific. Yeah, he can do everything. So, just you know. send her to Legends. <laughs> <laughs> but you know what? You might as well at this point. Yeah, well. you don't really fuck her. Up. <laughs> <laughs> She can get that costume that she had on in Legends. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. There you go. She can kick some butt. Yeah. Uh, in the chat, Sci-Fi Paul says, I think they should... Ooh, no, sorry, I read the wrong. I own Birds of Prey on DVD. Granted, it wasn't the best, but I think it, it didn't really have a chance to reach its potential. I agree with that. I think it had a potential yeah. to, be, to be good. You know what was another good comic book TV series that never made it to television, but the, the pilot leaked out? Uh, it was Global Frequency. What is that? I've never even heard of that. It was a, com- it was a comic book. Um, uh, maybe Ian can correct me on who if it was DC or not, but uh, I think it was Warren Ellis. I, w- I want to say he wrote it, and it's uh, Warren it's Ellis a- is really good. Yeah, it's about where like um, there's this sort of like secret network, and uh, this woman, like Asian person, she can like call upon these different people of just unique skills and just like almost like regular people, but they've got special skills and something or connections and call on them on the global frequency for help on different missions and stuff. And it, uh, it was pretty neat. It didn't happen though. So, uh, Ian in the chat says Garth and who he thinks did it. Oh yes. Sorry. That was close. They're both. <laughs> so it, it is a pilot, but it never aired. Is that the deal? Yeah. They made the pilot completely and it got leaked out, leaked out and such, but never, uh, didn't get a green light. So, Oh, so you liked the pilot though? You saw it? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was good. Oh, so it was pretty cool. Right. Is this a few years ago? Um, a decade ago? Yeah. Uh, mm, right. Like, uh, yeah, whenever. <laughs> at that point, I guess. It was about a decade. Yeah, about 10 years or so. Yeah. About 40 years ago. I watched that thing. Oh, no. <laughs> no, hang on. Si- Ian says, Warren Ellis. Yeah, you were right, Marks. He says he was incorrect. Boom. Yeah. And then he <laughs> says, John Rogers, who did Leverage, produced the pilot. Hmm. Oh, John Rogers. I didn't know he did that. Cool. Uh, Sci-Fi Pulse also says in the chat, I think they should have a Grodd, King Kong, and Felicity crossover. Maybe the two great apes can pull her apart and prevent the Elicity <laughs> apocalypse. <laughs> That's terrible. That's so mean. Wow. 
<laughs> hey, it makes for a great show. Yeah, that, no, people would be tuning into that. <laughs> All right, there's a flash. No, that, that was Arrow, sorry. Flash is coming up later. <laughs> I don't know what I'm talking about. Flash was so, so fast, so, you missed uh, it. Oh, <laughs> yeah, exactly. And I'm so just distraught by this Elicity thing. I don't know what something I'm talking about. <laughs> All right, let's move on to Supergirl, and Danielle's going to lead us on this one. Supergirl, this is a good episode. This is 219, titled Alex. It's directed by Rob Green, I think it's Green Leah, Green Leah, written by Eric Carrasco and Greg Baldwin. And this starts out with Alex is abducted by a person who demands the release of Peter Thompson, who is serving a life sentence for several felonies. Uh, the kidnapper is identified as Rick. Malvern, Thompson's son, and also a childhood friend of the Danvers sisters. Having, uh, uh, having found out Kara's alter ego and his own, Rick is captured and taken to the DEO, where a game of cat and mouse breaks out as Maggie and Kara struggle to get Supergirl and Detective on the same page. Finally, after they figure out their stuff, Kara and Maggie manage to rescue Alex in the nick of time before drowning. Meanwhile, Rhea gives Lena the schematics for a high-technology device for transporting matter. Lena soon uh, figures out that Rhea is an alien and becomes angry, but Rhea still manages to convince her uh, to keep working with her. So this was, I think this was an absolutely awesome episode for Supergirl. Uh, not only the storyline between Alex and Maggie, but uh, we're starting to learn more what Rhea wants and how this season finale is going to play out. So what did you guys think? I actually wasn't as high on it as you. Really? Yeah. There were there were parts I liked a lot, and then there's other parts that didn't work as well for me. Um, oh, listen, he put him in a bad mood. <laughs> no, I, wa I watched I watched this before the Arrow. I always watch Arrow last because it's the last one that comes out of the week. <laughs> um, you know what? Well, first off, I agree. No, the the Alex Maggie relationship. I think I sent this to you guys. Like, I honestly think that that's that is like the best thing about this show. Like, it's so well done. I've said this on the show before, but man, and they did a great job. This like, oh my god, that's everything Elicity is not. Like, that's, yeah. <laughs> like I love their relationship. Polar um, opposites. Kylie Lee, Floriana Lima. They they do a great job. Both those actresses. Um, I really like more. I see Floriana Lima act like and get these emotional moments. Like the more I'm really impressed by her as an actress. Like she's really talented, um, and she does a great job. Uh, the villain, by the way, who, what that guy? What's the guy's name in the show? The one you know who was trying uh, to blackmail him. Oh, Rick, the character's Rick? name is Rick Malvern, who was okay. the childhood, I think, boyfriend of uh, <laughs> of Alex. Oh yeah, at least friend, yeah. right? Maybe. Yeah, because they were on that beach scene where. Yeah, I don't know if they're boy, if they're his friends or boyfriend. Or I, mean, I mean, I think Alex was trying to, to get with him, but he wasn't about that life. Oh, well, that's fine. <laughs> you learned she wasn't about that either. <laughs> um, anyway, I dude, I loved him, man. I thought that actor did a great job. Like this guy was like, I like villains who are like are really smart and like she who was always like a step ahead of them, right? And he planned everything out. Uh, and he wasn't fooled when John tried to like masquerade, you know, as his father. Like, I, he was really cool. And I forced, I bet he's just a one off and they're never going to bring him back, but I wish they would. Um, I guess what I didn't like is that I felt Kara was really dumb <laughs> this episode. 
<laughs> which has happened she's, in the past. She seems very out of character for Kara now, for this episode. I understand, like, because it's her sister that she's very emotional and that can lead you to do things that don't totally make sense and just rush off. Like, I totally understand that. Okay, I get it. But I don't know. Like, Maggie was always trying to do the smart thing, even though she also had a very strong emotional connection and thinking. And Kara was just like, blah, screw you, Maggie. I'm going to go smash it in over here and fly off and do whatever I want and basically fuck everything up. Like, she kept doing that till the very end, right? <clears throat> I was just like, oh, come on. I think the only thing that made me kind of raise an eyebrow was when they finally found Alex and there was like this minute that they held on them. I mean, if it was Kara, she'd be like full force going towards that, trying to break the glass. And there was like a minute where she, they kind of like held the camera and they were just like staring at her sister drowning. And I was kind of like, why don't just go to stop staring at her. She's drowning. <laughs> what did, uh, well, let me share some chats and let's see what Mark's and uh, Francis have to say. Uh, let's see here. Uh, Sci-Fi Paul says, I'm with Jeff on this. I feel the villain was a bit disappointed. What? A bit? Oh, then you're out with me. I like the villain. <laughs> All right. Uh, disappointing. Yeah, okay. And then Lister's mate says, Terry Hatcher was kick ass in Supergirl this week. She's always done a pretty good job, I feel. Mm-hmm. Yeah, she's got this, this villainous walk about her, the way that she's just like, it's almost like a panther walking. It's kind of... <laughs> nice, panther. That's good. <laughs> I did like the Lena storyline with her. That was cool as well. Um, what, I mean, what did you guys, uh, what did you guys, Marks, Francis? Go ahead, man. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, f- one thing is I looked up this character, Melbourne or whatever, and just in case you guys don't know, he, he was an ex- actual character in the original continuity. Uh, he was or wasn't? Yep, he was. He in was? the comic books? In the comic books, yeah, Supergirl. And uh, except he found out her identity but kept a secret all of his life, and he had a thing for Kara, and then... When he got cancer, he confessed to her that he knew her secret or something. Died. Oh. So he was a very guy. different. So he was, yeah. he was much nicer. <laughs> Less <laughs> psychopath. But he's, Obviously much, cool, but he's much cooler, I bet, this way. <laughs> or interesting. <laughs> yeah. Um, so it was nice that they pulled that from their you know history of the comic books. But um, I think the thing about this villain, I think, I think if he was going to be – so how do I word this? <laughs> I had a hard sure. time buying that this guy both was like used to know Kara and had this secret and was from her hometown and somehow was able to like out hack win and out the Martian Manhunter. I mean, it's like, this is like Cadmus level stuff he's doing. Right. So he's a super genius. That's my main. Everybody's super genius. He's like Lex Luthor. <laughs> It's like it's like his dad was not toy toy man or whatever. He was like a just normal thief. So that's my biggest part. Is like I, I like the idea of someone knowing her secret identity from past. I like someone using her identity against her. But you know, like if he had like somehow joined the DEO and got all these skills, because apparently everybody there knows her identity. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, and then used it. You know, that would have been a little bit easier to buy. You know, than. And I don't know how everybody's, they always go like, somehow he's blocking my telepathy. And they never explain like, how could you do it? Because <laughs> they, don't, they don't know, probably. <laughs> so, um, Actually, hopefully they do know. <laughs> well, they didn't explain it. You know, they didn't say anything. So That's not no. important. <laughs> yeah, whatever. <laughs> um, so that would be my, my biggest 
problem with it. Like the mesh of the two, I had a hard time buying. So, uh, but overall, I liked. You know, I liked. I liked a little bit of the different take of Maggie and Kara and trying to, you know, uh, you know rescue someone they loved and, and such. I thought that was okay. I, I mean, it made Supergirl a little extra um, impulsive to try to show that disbalance. But yeah, look, I, look, I don't know. They, they keep they keep writing her every episode to be more and more reckless, and as if she never learns a lesson from the, the last time she was reckless. She doesn't. She still thinks she knows better than everyone else, even though there's been a ton of episodes where they're like, um, "You might want to stop and listen to us for a second. We kind of know what we're doing." And I think that's my biggest issue. Is like they're she's so different from season one Kara where she was humble and she was like, she was cautious about her powers. Now she's just like, I can fly anywhere. I can do anything. And so she's like, whoa, whoa, slow down there, Kara. And she says it just like that too. It's Monelli's yeah. fault. <laughs> I mean, she's like, I can fly. You can't sound cool. <laughs> uh, so Francis uh, in the chat, Carrie's agreeing with you. Kara's actions this up were in keeping with her ego this season, which has been freaking unchecked. Yeah, and it's just, I, I don't know if they're going to explain it. So maybe she has like a little red kryptonite tucked behind her ear or something, you know, or whatever. Like Imagine that. Like it's been stuck there the whole season. <laughs> <laughs> and that's why she's the way she is. But I don't know. It, it just feels, um, she's really, you know, I used to love watching the show because she was kind of it. And now with her continuing to things without thinking and putting other people's opinions who she used to trust in the back burner pretty much every episode it's just like what's your point <laughs> like you're, everyone else is the hero and you're just kind of there to punch things it's, it's kind of really um lowering her stature as a hero but uh overall i mean yeah everything else is fine i think lena's just flip floppy i don't know about her <laughs> she freaks me out it's you know it's oh. funny that you say that too because it was we started out this season with Monel and Kara being like you're being reckless you know you can't just do this and that like you need to be more careful and it's totally flipped the switch now so now it's like what what are you doing and like Monel's just you know eating pizza and taking pizza and making breakfast making like, breakfast there you go <laughs> it was great. Yeah, yeah. He sort of turned it into the, like, I'm just here to be her boyfriend. <laughs> he, he's the comic relief for sure. Oh, for sure, yeah. Oh, yeah, when they're sitting at the table eating pizza, and he's like, well, as a superhero myself, I find it better that we punch before we talk. And just everyone's just sighing and rolling their eyes. I'm yeah, oh, sorry, go ahead. Something cool about this episode, too, though, was, was watching Alex in her training. I mean, to dig out her credit card and take apart that camera to make her, her tracker work again. The whole, the thing, the coolest thing I thought was, was the pants thing to like do the, the life yeah. jacket. That was pretty cool. I never would have thought about that. She pulled out some good seals. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's, that's some good training right there. Yeah, no, that's true. Uh, she shows her skills and that she's a valuable member and she's just not a gun for hire. So that's good. Yeah. Uh, let me share some stuff in the chat. Uh, Sci-Fi Paul says the Maggie stuff was the strongest part of the episode for me. I'll agree with that. Uh, Carrie Johnson says, I like the little nugget with Lena joining Rhea's cause uh, because Kara wasn't there to help counsel her. More seeds of issues between them is good drama. Yeah, I, I agree with that. Like, I think that's definitely going to happen. Uh, and all Sci-Fi Paul says, he wants Maxwell Lord to return. He was an awesome villain. I've also been saying that. I totally agree. Uh, Maxwell Lord was awesome. And I really, 
I, I, that sucks that they just totally dropped him from the show. It could be a new romance, romantic interest for Lena. Yeah. yeah. Dude, that would make total sense, actually. <laughs> They're both really smart. They're both really rich, right? Yeah. That, would, that would play, for sure. For sure. I mean, she's a, she's a series regular right next season, so. Yeah, bring him back, man. So good. Uh, maybe maybe Maxwell Lord can, like, invent a parallel universe traveling device, go over to Arrow, and, and okay. seduce Felicity and break up the Felicity. <laughs> oh, no. there's, there's enough people in that quadrangle. Yeah, like a pentagon angle. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> or maybe he'll come back and he's so arrogant that Carl will be like, oh, wow, I've been being too arrogant. I'll stop doing that now. <laughs> right. It seemed like in season one, a big theme with her was building confidence, being confident in herself as a hero yeah. uh, you know, compared to her cousin. In season two, it feels like her flaw, whatever, is this pride thing. I, I mean, it's, it's come up so much that surely the writers know. I feel like it, it, it just came out of nowhere, though. Like, she was perfectly fine being humble and beating the bad guy before, and all of a sudden she's like, I'm the best? I don't, I don't get it. Like, it's really strange. You know, like, once, yeah. once James is all like, I got to go out with you, she's like, oh, I got all cocky. And just... <laughs> <laughs> oh, <it's like> so... <laughs> James falls. <laughs> yeah, I think, I, mean, I think we've all been saying that, like, this season, right? Like, last season, she was the reason I kept watching, because I felt the show was very uneven last season. But I watched because I loved her as Kara, as Supergirl. And this season, like, I watched for other people, basically. <laughs> exactly. Other characters. Exactly. Um, and I thought last week with the thing, was it last week or two, whatever, two episodes ago with the thing with the, the writing, you know, her and Snapper, right? Mm, uh, yeah. And the reporting stuff. Like, I thought that was kind of where they were finally getting around to her learning some humility and where she was kind of learning, like, the Snapper, oh, you're right. I need to do this as a reporter. And I thought they, that was them trying to make this turn and show her be not arrogant. But no, you're right. Like, that's not apparently what they're going to do. <laughs> oh, well. It gives, it, it, gives more, it gives more room for the other characters to grow. Yeah. So. And again, I will give her a big break in this one because it's her sister's life in danger that why she acted that way. Like, I, I, well, like, maybe, I will give her a break. How many times is her sister's life in danger? Like, all well, the you know. But then, you know what I didn't understand is at the end, Maggie was the one willing to do whatever it took to save Alex, which was great. But Kara apparently was going to let her die. And I also felt that was out of character. Like, really? You're just going to let your sister die? Dude, just free the fucking asshole from the prison. Like, do it. Yeah. He's not that bad of a guy. Yeah, I was a little surprised by that, too. And and where does a guy like that get two warehouses, like two separate warehouses with like two basements? That's amazing. <laughs> and that guy is, that guy has resources. It's amazing, right? That's what I'm saying. Should have been a former DEO or Cadmus agent person. Uh, in the live chat, Carrie Johnson agrees with Sci-Fi Pauls that we we need Maxwell Lord in the show. Uh, yep, 100 percent on board with you guys. Lister's mate says apparently he's still Walmart. He said, someone just asked me who you were. I guess, I guess they were seeing, watching him watch us. And Lister's <laughs> mate responded, they aren't heroes, they're legends. <laughs> yes. Well, thank you. That's the greatest thing you ever could have said. <laughs> That's right, Walmart Perfect. shoppers. We're not heroes. We're legends. <laughs> like, actually, Anthony, can you get on the PA system and say that at Walmart? You're <laughs> Now showing in aisle three, a legends. <laughs> All right. Uh, um, 
Uh, is that it? Does that wrap us up for Supergirl besides rating or anything else we want to mention? Oh, I thought, uh, I think there was a reference I thought was funny to Superman. Uh, when she says, I can't fly fast enough to turn back time. <laughs> Who says that? Kara says that? Yeah, she said that in, in the oh, episode. Yeah, maybe yeah. I know. You're right. That's totally a reference to uh, the very first Superman, right? I think so, yeah. First Superman movie? Right? Yeah. That's, that's pretty funny, actually. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So we're going to do some ratings. So we do uh, out of five capes. Uh, Francis, what do you give it? Uh, I mean, other than Kara, everything else is fine. I give it about, I, I say about a three and a half capes. Do we have do halves here? I forget. Three and a halves, yeah. Uh, capes for sure. Danielle. I give it four. I think Maggie was strong, and so was Alex this this episode. They were. I agree. Do you love Alex so much? I do. <laughs> She's so badass. She is. Alex is really cool. And I, I love Maggie. I love Alex, both, both those characters. Are great. Beady, White Canary. Birds of Prey. <laughs> oh, yeah. Uh, or Maggie, if they ever break up, which I hope they don't, but then Maggie can go over wow. the Birds of Prey, I suppose. Well, no, but I would see, we, we, we're doing our, like, projections for the end of the season. I think Danielle and I were both afraid that they're going to, or at least I was, that they're going to do something to break them up, which I really hope they don't. Because <laughs> it's, and the relationship is so good right now, which makes me scared that something bad's going to happen. <laughs> Yeah, but then if you break them up, that makes you want to come back to season three to see it. No, I, I would come back just because the relationship is good. I don't need them to be break, broken up. Welcome uh, to CW. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know, that's true. <laughs> like, like, after this episode, their relationship is so strong. I actually almost expected someone to pro- start proposing, like, one of them the other, to be honest with you. Previously on Riverdale. That's, oh, hey, hey, now. Hey, now. <laughs> <laughs> don't tease me like that. Get out of here. <laughs> This last episode, man. This hey, last you, you guys, so you guys won't like this. So, uh, I read Friday's USA Today, and they do every year. Apparently, they do this poll about the readers: which shows do you want to come back? They're like on the brink of possibly being canceled. Um, Timeless actually, interestingly enough, got the most votes. Um, Mark, I think you've seen some. Timeless. Oh, Timeless, Timeless is good. Yeah, I, I watched a little bit. I didn't like it, but the one then they did what show that has been renewed would you did you wish got canceled and riverdale got the most oh votes? no <laughs> it's the redheads I can, I can, I, weirdly enough i can appreciate that i, I get it <laughs> <laughs> yeah and i did not vote guys i did not vote in this poll but i was 100 like multiple accounts of jeff yeah, I, I was like when i hacked in i was like yeah <laughs> All right. Oh, wait. So, sorry. Who haven't marks? You haven't. You have to give your rating, right? Yeah. Um. I'd say three and a half. Three and a half capes. All right. Yep. I'm gonna give it three capes. Wow. How could you, people? <laughs> <laughs> Look, it's it's really a, it's Kara, man. Kara, they gotta just get her back to first season, and then we'll be fine. Like Alex and Maggie, down. I agree. They're the best part of the show. Kara's Every time. Down. Every time I hear the words, somehow he's blocking my telepathy, and they don't explain it later, it loses half a point right there. Boom. <laughs> Agreed. I can see you tallying too, like ding. <laughs> oh, there's another one. Uh, in the uh, chat, DJ Bowen, I think it might be a new viewer. Thank you for watching. Uh, says, I think her getting huh. cocky totes based on RL. I met plenty of my time with get big heads after small wins. Hmm. I want to see more Superman alumni through the brought in. She also says, he or she also says. Cool. All right. Thank you for watching. Uh, who, and then uh, Sci-Fi Paul says, 
He'd rather watch Sense8 instead. Well, that's a good plug, actually. Sense8 just did a, has a new season now on Netflix, which I haven't seen. But the first season, if you haven't watched Sense8, folks, mm. one of the best shows that's ever been probably on TV. That's not what's up there. So, anyway. a little known fact, there's an act, they, they did a cast change for one of the actors. Or, in Sense8? Yeah, in Sense8. You mean they have a new, a new actor playing the same role? They have a new actor playing one of the one of the yeah one of the characters from the previous season, and uh, he was in one of, was in a web series that I directed. So reality on demand. He was in. No, not reality on demand. There was another uh, called Book of Dallas. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. He was in that. So nice. It was a yeah. fun surprise. So. I have to tell me later who he's playing everything. Up. Cool. All right, so that's it for Supergirl, right? That yeah. is it. Mm-hmm. All right, so now we're gonna go to the Flash. Uh, and Danielle, I know if you might have to scoot out of here, you can just do that at any time if you need to. Okay, I'll just salute when I gotta go. All right, yes, that's right. You <laughs> forgot you just saluted me today. I know, I, I let Marks do my salute today. <laughs> okay. <laughs> there can only be one salute. <laughs> Sorry, I didn't mean to steal your salute. <laughs> You're fine. <laughs> She'll survive. <laughs> All right, so uh, The Flash, this episode was called I Know Who You Are. It is the 20th episode of season three, written by Bronwyn Clark, Joshua V. Gilbert. Sorry, those are two separate people. (laughs) And Joshua V. Gilbert. uh, And directed by Hanel M. Culpepper. Uh, All right, so uh, in this episode, so uh, in the previous episode, uh, when Barry went to the future and met his future self, he found out, there's a scientist named Tracy Brand who was responsible. For, I don't remember exactly, but she created something that helped them finally trap Savitar, right, in the Speed Force. Uh, so when he goes back, when Barry's back now in the present, they're they're obviously they're going to try to find Tracy Brand in the present day because you know they think hopefully she can create this thing earlier and help them defeat Savitar. Uh, so they go to some university. I don't. I don't remember which one it was. You guys can let me know if you do. But where Tracy Brand is doing is a doctoral student, and they find her burning all her research because her dissertation was declined. <laughs> so that's not what they expected. Um, and uh, and then Killer Frost. So Caitlin is now Killer Frost. She shows up and tries to uh, either capture or take out Tracy. And uh, Barry uh, dives in the way. He basically dives in the way for blast like a million times during this episode. Um, <laughs> uh, Cause that's all he can do apparently to defeat killer frost <laughs> is get hit by her icy blast. But anyway, they do manage to rescue her um, and they take her back to star lab and they kind of explain to her what's going on. And she's kind of freaked out by that obviously. And she kind of runs away, but luckily HR who is quite smitten with Ms. Brand uh, goes to find her and, and talks her into coming back and, and trying to help them. Meanwhile, Joe and Cecile are getting a little more serious in their relationship, and Cecile drops the I love you bomb, uh, which Joe kind of freaks Joe out because he's not sure if he's ready to tell her all about the secret lives of Barry and Wally and all that stuff. And so he decides, well, I'm just going to push you away. That's a good idea instead. <laughs> of course, of course. Yeah. Yes. Uh, and let's see here. So... Uh, I'm trying to think of uh, missing anything before I get to the big part here. Uh, well, okay. Well, actually, Killer Frost then kidnaps, or takes Cecile hostage, and says, "You got to turn over Tracy, and I'll give you Cecile back." Uh, and they go there. Barry wants. Uh, they manage to take. Oh, actually, that's right. Sorry, this is the big other thing I'm missing. Uh, Cisco 
has was hesitant to use his full powers to against Caitlyn because she's his best friend and she he doesn't want to hurt her. And so Julian is kind of confronting him about, dude, you got why are you holding me back and all that stuff. And finally, Cisco does let loose and uh, knocks out uh, Caitlyn. And uh, but Savitar shows up and takes whisks Caitlyn away. And uh, but then they save Tracy. And then uh, Joe finally realizes he just needs to be honest about everything with Cecile. They get back together. And then Joe says something. I'm not going to remember the exact line, but it's something about like uh, how, if you don't have love, how you turn out differently. That's kind of the gist of it, right? And that makes Barry finally realize, oh shit, I know who Savitar is. Uh, and then we, at the end of the episode, we get the reveal that Savitar is no other than a future version of Barry himself, with a whole big scarred, like ugly-looking face. Uh, and there you go. And that's pretty much it. I am the future Flash. Right. And right. And he quote, which is the line, at least Marks I know said multiple times about indicating that why he thinks it was going to be Barry, a future version of Barry. So in the, well, for I already share right here in the chat, uh, Sci-Fi Paul says, I thought it was great episode. I love the Killer Frost stuff. They should keep Caitlyn as Frost. She's so much hotter as the badass. <laughs> you know what I will say, though? That, that was a pretty hot and awesome costume she had on like this episode. It was, yeah. The, was ma- the makeup's really cool. The props to costume design and hair and makeup. Uh, oh, DJ Bowen says, I'm watching because Francis said I had to. Oh, good job, Francis. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> and then he or she also says chicks dig scars okay yeah i'll say uh, it's car- yeah <laughs> it's what sorry francis i missed that oh, he's a he, he okay thank you. <laughs> he, all right is his name dj is that what he goes by all right i'll just keep going okay it should be aj but that works all right i don't know well he's going under an alias uh, <laughs> maybe he is a dj oh, yeah there you go there dj is. aj <laughs> uh, Carrie in the chat says Killer Frost or Ice Slide was boss the Vortex takeoff she did was badass It was she was very much doing a very Iceman yes uh, yeah. Thing. yeah the sliding it was thing. cool but the only thing I said was it's one of the few times I could totally tell it was CG and that always throws me out of the episode when I know it, they're not real people and it's CG usually yeah. they're really good about it is because they're speeding so fast you can't tell but I was a little confused what was happening in that scene like was she chasing him or was he chasing her that was a little he was trying was to cool lure, her, lure her away for some reason so Cisco could get set up to blast her, which he totally failed miserably at doing. I think, well, she was yep. chasing after HR first. And then, I, I, yeah, I got confused after where she was going after that. I think she was, I guess she was coming back to them or coming back to Cisco because I think she probably knew in her head like he wasn't going to do anything to her. So I think if he went after a Cisco, then Barry would have to come back. I don't know. She she was having a good old time sliding on ice. I think she, I think she's just easily distracted. Saw squirrel, <laughs> the squirrel with the laugh. Like she just couldn't focus on anything. But I do love killer, this ice. Killer ADD frost. Exactly. I mean, look, every ice person has the this cool like surf ice powers. I love it. Like I think every uh, I wish I had that actually. But no, it was, it was a nice little action scene. Even though yeah, the CG was a little evident. But it's nice to have those. But- the slow-mos were cool too i think the coolest thing on the episode was barry's like snap of the fingers like the lightning bolt with the fire that was kind of cool it's firestorm and a firestorm moment um heat wave moment (laughs) yeah Yeah. i agree agree. so what it i mean all right i guess we'll talk about the reveal what i mean what do you guys think about the saboteur reveal for me i fortunately since we have there's been so much speculation on, on this show as well 
that like it was a very anticlimactic for me because so many people speculated it was a future version of Barry. Look, I'll go first. I'm happy with it overall. Please do. I, I, it'll matter what, what's going to be the judging. What, what will really matter in the long run is how they explain it. Yeah. And how well, it's going to make well, sense. Let's, Francis, we'll go ahead. It's Earth 34 Barry, probably, or something like it's Earth 17 Barry. Because why? It, he pretty much made himself then, right? Like that's what we're saying is he went back to the past, future, killed Iris then got evil, then became Savitar. I mean, like, it, it just doesn't make sense. None of it makes sense. And the fact that there was a chance when Barry met himself to kind of save him, save emo Barry from being evil, it, nothing ever came from that. Even though it seemed like, oh, emo Barry is a good guy again. Far in the future, that doesn't make sense. Like, why is he setting up his own evil demise? Like, why is he setting up his own evil empire i guess as savitar like what's the purpose behind that and it's got to be a really good explanation because all he had to do to prevent being savitar was not kill iris like all he could have done was just like oh you know what felicity is over here i'm gonna go kill her and then there you go like problem solved but instead <laughs> he went and killed the one person that would make him evil what's the point like why did he do it it doesn't make any sense to me and so i'm just Unless they, unless, unless they come it, up for a convincing argument. Well, is it like, yeah, is it an alternate Earth Barry who did lose Iris or someone in love that turned him evil and then wants to take away Iris's from all the other Barrys, maybe? That makes sense to me. Like, that makes more sense to me than I'm the future Barry. No. If you knew this was going to happen, just stop it from happening. You'd be fine. Yeah. <laughs> See, this is the whole confusing part because it's Barry with Iris is the whole reason he's trying to keep her alive. Why would he kill her in the first place? It, it doesn't make any sense. And like Mark said, I think it's not going to live up. It's going to be disappointing unless they explain it well. And I, I, put a, I put a poll up on Twitter asking, you know, was it an amazing reveal or was it disappointing? And over 200 people, 61% said it was amazing. So I think they're waiting for that explanation. And I think... I think the time travel and the confusing, I think they're going to do legends on this where it's going to be disappointing because they just can't figure out all the confusing weaving in and out they did. Well, speaking of which, I did read somewhere that the, the uh, voicemail that he left, um, Captain uh, Rick Hunter, um, when he, that little message of saying, don't trust me, I'm from the future, they're saying that's connected like tangentially to the whole Savitar thing. So Yeah, I think we spoke about this too and we were we were wondering, you know, why does this message matter? I mean, it doesn't really make sense, but now it does make sense because it weaved into you can't trust anybody, even me, meaning emo berry, meaning other berry. And with that, I will leave thoughts for everybody else. All right. <laughs> All right, yes, the, the good salute. <laughs> <laughs> but I will see you guys next time. Alrighty. All right, cool. Thanks, Daniel. And we'll keep talking about Flash, so folks, you can keep watching and sharing your thoughts in the chat. All right. Uh, let's see. In the chat, DJ Bowen says, Bizarro baby, Barry, question mark, not baby. Sorry. <laughs> Bizarro, <laughs> Bizarro Barry, question mark. Yeah, from what little I saw of Evil Barry, the actor's doing a really good job with him. So he looked very, like his facial, how he holds himself and everything's very different dramatically. Mm -hmm. Oh yeah, Grant Gustin's great. I mean, like when we the other episode when we went to the future, right? I thought he did an awesome job portraying the two different berries. Yeah. So I don't know. We'll see how they. Well, explain I mean, Mark, it. do you have do you have like you always have things though? Do you have an explanation for 
how this dairy, like how this all could be working out. Yeah. Yeah. Marks convince me. <laughs> uh, Obviously, it's really grill at Grodd, uh, telepathically <laughs> controlling the future. So <laughs> I'm just teasing. That's what Lister's mate wants in the show. Yeah, he wants to be grill at Grodd. There you go. <laughs> um, well, I think it's going to tie into Flashpoint because it makes sense with the theme of it all. Um, so somehow that has created him. And it makes sense how, how he has some kind of bond with the previous timeline because of his creation of Dr. Alchemy and giving people powers and stuff from the previous timeline. Oh, yeah. Or the flashpoint. Timeline. Yeah. So that's a good point. I was thinking about the flashpoint because this could be the Barry from that timeline who got to be with Iris or something. Maybe like if Barry, like who he would have been happy if flashpoint didn't happen or something, right? Yeah, um, maybe. Yeah, so maybe he's, whatever he. So he's really like fucked, pissed off now. <laughs> yeah, something must have happened and it changed him, and he, he managed to survive. I mean. Why wouldn't he be able to, if he could, if a future self of him could jump into the speed force, he could survive. So another possibility too, could be that, that for him to be born, uh, Barry has to create time remnants to defeat himself. And one of those become, become uh Savitar. That's really confusing. Now. It's super, super yeah. paradox. Yeah. I definitely like the idea though, of like the, the different flashpoint, like him being, it, it would make a lot of good. Yeah. It would make a lot of sense of, of it would connect things well. So, mm -hmm. yeah, I mean, where else can they go with that, really? Like, how else can they explain it off, really, outside of Flashpoint? I mean, they could go alternate universe Barry, but that doesn't, I don't know, still, to me, that still doesn't make sense. <laughs> like, why, why would he and it, and it ties back Flashpoint, which they started the whole season off with, right? And they kind right. so it makes, it obviously, t bookends it. Yeah, I think that would make sense. Wait, no the only clue of an alternate universe could be, in theory, Abracadabra, since he's from another alternate universe. Oh, right. So he he knew his identity. That's the only person. I think that was that could be just a red herring thrown in there. Something. Who knows? Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I'm just hoping. I saw, I saw a, ha a handful of people online saying that they thought Abracadabra was going to be Abbas Avatar. I'm like, <laughs> oh, really? Yeah. <laughs> Well, hey, you know, so does this Barry, I wonder if this Barry even has the speed force because he is using the suit to, to run. So I'm curious even if he even has like the speed force naturally. Uh, oh, well, like that's what Carrie Johnson is saying in the chat. It's got to be a Barry with no speed, right? Because otherwise, why the suit and why the scars on his face? Hmm. Wait, what did Tracy say? Tracy Brand, the scientist in this episode, that did she establish that, that the suit was what gave him the speed or just that? She was, there was something about the science. I forget what she. I think it allows him to travel that fast. Yeah. So that's yeah, yeah, yeah. A lot of techno babble. <laughs> but we maybe don't know that's how he got. Maybe that's how he got the burns. Maybe he just traveled so fast doing something mm -hmm. and pushed himself, and that's how he got the scars. Maybe. And then he got the suit after that. Maybe. Yeah. Yeah. So all right. Well, let's. I guess talk about some other things outside of that. So <laughs> in the episode. Yeah, I, I actually I like Tracy Brand quite a bit. I mean, she again, she was kind of quirky, right, and fun. I like that. I actually, I really actually like that HR like liked her and that possible relationship. Like that was really fun. I just yeah. love everything HR does to us with you, pretty much. <laughs> yeah, you guys I think? agree. I agree, hundred percent. She's interesting, and that relationship was really cute. Yeah, nice and quirky. Uh, definitely uh, some added, you know, uh, comedy relief. You know, so that's good. Um. I think, yeah, hopefully she'll come, she'll stay around for at least a little while. 
Uh, okay, so actually, Sci-Fi Pulse tells us now he knows what, what happened. I know what happens. Bad Barry watched a really bad episode of Legends and just broke bad after a chemical accident in a meth lab. Uh, well. Yes, well, of course, that's exactly what, what it was. <laughs> uh, a couple of things that didn't make sense to me this episode. Well, I kind of mentioned it when I was doing my summary. The fact that Barry just has to keep, I think it was three times at least, keeps leaping in front of her blast to save people. Instead of just like speeding over there and knocking her out, doesn't really make sense. Uh, also, I'm not sure. Here's the thing: was I didn't totally buy the Cisco thing, like that he was holding back. And the not that he doesn't love Caitlin as a friend, not that for sure. But I've never remember anything that has ever been established that he's been worried about his powers being out of control. Like I don't remember ever that being brought up until this episode. That's why, like, I didn't buy it. But has he ever used his powers against anyone other than bad guys? Like. In which case, he probably doesn't care if he kills them. <laughs> you know? Well, I don't think he, I, don't, I don't think he's trying to kill bad guys, though, right? Well, but it's the last thing on his mind. Like if it happens, it happens. Well, Mark, yeah, Mark, you said he used him against Gypsy, right? Yeah, he's used and against. He, Gypsy. And he really likes Gypsy, obviously. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, I thought that came out of, came out of nowhere. I was confused, especially since Killer Frost apparently can regenerate really well and came back to life. I would think she can. She's a little sturdy. <laughs> oh yeah, she was dead and came back to life. Yeah, <laughs> it was almost as if they were—they never went through with it, which is good. I don't want there to be one, but it almost was like, hey, well, that would be really the only other reason why he wouldn't do something like that because he loves her. But I don't. <laughs> obviously, they didn't—they didn't move forward with that. So it is weird. It is a strange little scenario there. I can't imagine what it could possibly be, really. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. Like I said, I think they just, they if they were going to do that, they just need to set it up more earlier about him being like a little hesitant to use his powers and worried, that kind of stuff. Even excuse for her to be able to keep going around and doing what she was doing. Otherwise, they'd stop her in like the first 10 minutes of the show. Yeah. <laughs> no, that's what we're do. <laughs> we already stopped her. All right, well, let's just walk around for a bit. So I guess it was a way to kind of elongate that whole, whole thing. I, I like how Killer Frost can leave the room and Flash goes after her and can't find her. It's like, <laughs> well, maybe maybe so because Avatar, Avatar whips in and takes her away. That's why. Oh, oh well, that's possible. Yeah. Uh, I accept. <laughs> I accept that explanation. <laughs> I mean, I do, I do think it kind we'll of makes sense. I don't know. When she does freeze Barry, that her cold powers can kind of slow him down or immobilize him. That does kind of make sense to me. He, she stabs him in the calf again. That does absolutely nothing for the last part of the episode. <laughs> That didn't make sense, right? Because you were saying like, oh, I'm going to hit the part where you got injured before. But then he's, <laughs> there's no reference to it. He's on his feet. Normal, the next scene. Exactly. I um, actually thought I actually thought maybe I like this video skipped somehow and I missed the scene. <laughs> it's like, oh, all right. Well, thanks. <laughs> thanks for the I didn't get that either. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, this one was a little messy in, in, overall, but. Otherwise, I think it was it was really really it's just a filler episode for the big reveal. I think like really what well, nothing really happened other than the Cecile thing and the love stuff. Like it was an episode of love. <laughs> I think they said the word love about twenty times in the last ten minutes of the show. Um, but yeah, I think that's more or less it. it. Was just hey, let's set up for the big reveal, which is okay, I guess. <laughs> yeah. I mean, for me, unfortunately, like last week, I loved all three episodes of the shows. They were like uh, the great. And I think this week was just a letdown for from last week for all the shows for me. Yeah, which is unfortunate with the ramp up to the finales. I mean, they have three more episodes. Like, you, you can't be disappointing now. You got to keep yeah. the, you, know, you got to keep people interested. 
All right. Anything else on the flash you guys want to bring up? I don't think so. I'm really curious to see what uh, explanation is. So hopefully it's better than zooms. <laughs> uh, um, in the chat, DJ Bowen says, I used to be an adventurer until I took a knife to the calf. <laughs> oh my God. Who's playing music? <laughs> is that your theme song? <laughs> You know, it's Marsh for his, you know it's Marsh for his guilty look on his face. <laughs> Who did that? What's it going on? Savitar sped in and played it on your machine. Sorry, I was trying real quick to see who Tracy Brand was, and, you know, something happened. <laughs> <laughs> oh, geez, dude, I can tell you that right now. I got the IMDb page up. Yeah. Uh, tr- oh, I, well, fuck, I did have it open. Now they're not telling me in this thing. I'll go, I'll go check in a second. Uh, in the chat, though, what was I going to share in the chat here? Uh, Sci-Fi Paul says next week the Flash crossover with Love Boat. Pretty much, yeah. And Dudek, and Dudek is that her name? Uh, and Dudek, yeah, very good. Is she plays Tracy Brand? Oh, she been, uh, oh, she was in. Okay, oh, that's right, North from. All right, cool. What are your magicians from Mad Men? Magicians? No, Mad Men. Yeah, she's in the Magicians. Oh, oh, she's, oh in she's in both. Yeah, no, that's cool. Uh, five episodes of The Magicians. Professor Pearl Sunderland, if that helps you out at all. No. Oh, yeah, I think I... Well, I, I don't know if Mark's... I thought Mark's watches it. I, I've seen season one. So. Uh, too much TV. Okay. <laughs> a lot. TV. All right, we're going to rate this out of five lightning bolts. Uh, Mark's, what do you give it? Uh, let me think a little more. Why don't you guys go ahead? All right. Francis, <laughs> what do you give it? Oh man, I wanted to give this. You know, I was excited for the reveal. I was excited for all this stuff, but two and a half for me, it was. Oh, two and a half. All right. Yeah, it was okay. Yeah, I mean, I know there's definitely some issues with it. Overall, I still, I, I did like it better. I think I don't like it better than Arrow this week. So I'm gonna give it, I think three and a half lightning yeah. bolts. Yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> and yeah, marks. I think that's fair. Three and a half. Oh yeah, I was all really. Right. This episode for some reason, but I think it was just that reveal. <laughs> I like the reveal overall, personally. It makes sense. I think Ronnie would have been a stretch. Like he gave it, they gave a clue last episode. They've been like, it's Ronnie, but there was nothing else before then that. But yeah, been- you know, as soon as soon as, as soon as Caitlin was like saying exactly his words verbatim, that's when I pretty much knew it's going to be Barry. Yeah, like it's going to be a future Barry. Yeah, yeah. Oh well, <laughs> you know what? You know what I think maybe they should start doing on these shows is not making it a mystery. Like, just have a villain. Like we kind of, it's, it's, but Supergirl's been doing this basically, right? Like we know who they are. They're just the main villain. That's fine. It doesn't need to be a big secret because I feel like everybody, everybody just speculates the whole season. So like, there's no mystery anymore. Like somebody's always has already guessed it. You know? Yeah, I mean they did that with Arrow too. Like you knew Dead, uh, Deathstroke was the bad guy. You knew uh, this. Past- Gul, I mean you knew Razagul that season certainly was. For some reason, Flash. Michael Merlin, right? We knew he. Oh, for sure. Yeah. yeah, but yeah, I guess Flash loves their mysteries. They love to to psych you out with yeah. all of their time jumping and their dimension hopping. Yeah. I mean, Arrow did it this season, too. Obviously, they just revealed it earlier uh, with yeah. Prometheus. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. We'll see. Luckily, next season of Flash is not supposed to be a speedster. Big bad. Yeah, I can't wait. It's going to be interesting how they handle that. It'll be nice. It'll be nice. It'll be the Joker, probably, or something. <laughs> <laughs> probably not the joker <laughs> uh so here's some stuff in the chat sci-fi paul says i think the mistake they have made is revealing the villain way too late mm-hmm. okay 
Yeah, that's yeah. that's a legit point. Uh, Kerry Johnson says, so do we know why Caitlin went all in with future, future Barry? No questions asked. Yeah, so I mean, that's why some people thought it was Ronnie, right? Because the previous episode, when she sees who it is, she says, she's just, she's like, right away, I'm going to do whatever you want. Yeah. So what do you, what do you guys think? Why, why would she, I guess, just a future version of Barry just right away have no questions asked about joining up with him? I think it's because he's from the future and knows exactly what's going to happen. And he promised her powers, and she's seen it in action. He's, he's, she's seen him give powers to other people. So I'm assuming... Or maybe since Killer Frost is kind of like, obviously, right, the evil side of her, maybe she likes that there's an evil side of Barry, like, oh, you know? I think so. I think that makes her very curious. And makes her believe his claim that he can make sure um, Caitlin's part of her never returns. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then she's like, now let's make an evil Cisco and an evil HR, and then we all be happy again. Yay! <laughs> Team Evil Flash, woo! <laughs> all over again. <laughs> well, it's all right. Not too bad. Uh, okay, let's have a just look at the chat. So, uh, all right, there we go. Uh, I guess that kind of wraps us up, right? For tonight, any last thoughts? Nope. The finales. Nope, I don't think so. I'm excited right. about the finales. Well, like like Francis said, right? We have three more episodes, right, to go. Yep. Yeah, three per. I think. I think. Uh, yeah, three per. Yep. I'm super excited about arrows. Hopefully excited about Flash. <laughs> excited, but I'm not. They haven't really built up super well to it, so I'm sure it's going to be good. But it's hard for me to envision what it's going to be. For Supergirl, you mean? Yeah. Well, it's got to be something with Raya, right? Obviously. Yeah, but yeah, yeah, but they didn't build up her her like her purpose and her evil deeds really, or her her master plan really. They just kind of threw her in at the last minute and said, "Hey, be evil." So yeah. Yeah, she's gonna, open it. she's gonna get a gateway or something. And I'm not sure why she needs Lena to do that, but you know. Yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, Lena obviously. I mean, El Corp is supposed to be probably one of the most powerful companies around. Yeah, she's got a big old ship. I think she's got technology. <laughs> yeah, but she doesn't have any co- connections on Earth, right? So maybe she wants somebody on Earth who can get her into certain things or places or whatever. That could be. Yeah. We'll see. I guess I mean, we'll find Lena out. has a lot of pull, obviously, that you know she can get different places and stuff. I agree. <laughs> yeah. I really like that Maxwell Lord Lena thing, though, man. Like that. Yeah, right. <laughs> That'd be a nice power couple. It would be. I just really want Maxwell Lord to come back. Oh man, what but if he... Lena's gonna go bad, which I think she is, and Maxwell Lord is also kind of obviously, you know, could go that way too. I mean, he's already they go bad together. Yeah. Well, do we know who the act, what the actor's doing right now who played Maxwell Lord? Like, what's he doing right now? I don't know. You want to look him up? Yeah, I'll look him up. What's his name again? You had it last time. You you got it for us. I did, but it's a weird name. <laughs> I don't remember it. It was such a strange. Uh, and Sci-Fi Paul says Lena Lord. It be it would be so Marvel sounding. She said he says like if. Yeah. Well, she would keep her name. I think though she'd still be Lena Luther. Uh, probably. Uh, let's see what she's. Let's see here. And he uh, Carrie Johnson says Reyes team up with Lena is like Zod and Tess Mercer's in Smallville. Mm. Oh, I forgot Tess when Zod teamed up with Smallville. You watch Smallville, right, Marks? Uh, yeah, I like I like the character of Tess a lot. Actually, I thought she did a really good job. It was because it wasn't easy to come in and replace Michael Rosenbaum as Luther, basically, which is more or less what her character did. I know Maxwell Lord was a character in Smallville for a couple episodes. Oh yeah, yeah, didn't know that. And he definitely is a very well known character in that in their comics, right? Oh yeah, I like I liked him a lot. Whenever the character created Just League of Just League International. You know, it's, so it was a pretty, 
pretty cool run. It, it went dark though. I don't know if you know what Maxwellord did in the comic books, but oh time. shit! Wait, did he kill somebody? Yeah, he killed Blue Beetle. And then did Wonder Woman kill him? Yeah, that's right. I forgot about that. Because that's right. Because they went really dark. I was like, why is Wonder Woman killing people? Wow. So uh, Peter uh, Fascinelli uh, yes. is just making movies. Like he's not doing anything TV wise. He's just done four movies that. Well, movies are good. Nothing <laughs> wrong with that. Yeah, but I'm just saying, like, it's, uh, you know, it, they, I've never heard of them. <laughs> Whatever, like, they'll probably be. I'm sure he would be happy to come back to Smallville. They are small Supergirl. They just haven't written the character this season in, unfortunately. All right. Oh, you guys know what? So, take the DC stuff. You know what I finally saw uh, this last couple of days? I started watching some of the Justice League action animated episodes. Have you guys seen any of those? No. The animated series? No. Is it any good? It's really good, actually. Uh, first off, Justice League and Justice League Unlimited are probably like my favorite animated series of all time from the early 2000s. Yeah, I love those. They're sure. so well done. Um, these are really good, man. They're actually, they're, a, they're like half, they're like about 12, 13 minutes. They're like kind of half of what a normal uh, episode would be or a little bit longer. Uh, but now they're really well done. Like, they're, they're, you know what I really like? They're fun. Like, all, they all have like this fun vibe about them. Like, Firestorm is super funny in this. They, they use him a lot. Uh, it's Ronnie Raymond, Firestorm. With Professor oh, Stein, okay. uh, Kevin Conroy is voicing Batman once again, which he is just the best who's ever been Batman. Sure. Um, Mark Hamill does the Joker. I haven't seen the Joker episodes yet, but um, they, just, they got a really good voice cast. And yeah, it's just like they're doing. It reminds me very much of like the kind of the older Justice League that series. Uh, like I, I would recommend checking it out. They're doing a good job. Yeah. <laughs> it's a it's not Cartoon Network, but I mean you can obviously. I liked places. Young Justice quite a bit too. Yeah, I never saw that. It was the best Aqualad ever. Oh, jeez. <laughs> That's saying is that something. Saying, is that saying much? That's saying a lot. <laughs> no, he, he's, he's actually a really, really cool character in there. Yeah. yeah. So, I mean, yeah, Aqualad normally is like throwaway character, but this one's this one's pretty cool. He can make he got he has he can make uh like blades have water and. A bunch of stuff. Oh, that's pretty cool, actually. So just he needs to change his name from Aqualad. <laughs> Right, yeah, <laughs> it's the 40s man. What, what can you say? <laughs> Is that what he was created? It's probably, it, it sounds like one of those 50, 40s, 50s era silver age. I mean, Aquaman is pretty old, right? Aquaman, yeah, yep. All right, I guess that's it for tonight, folks. Uh, thank you very much for watching. If you're watching live, we always appreciate you guys chatting away there. Uh, if you're watching in post, we love that as well. You can always tweet us and post at super geeked up. Uh, thank you very much to Francis for being an awesome guest co-host today. And uh, mm-hmm. Francis, why don't you tell people where they can check out the other stuff you're doing? All right. Well, you can. I'm part of the Points of Interest Podcast Network at poipodcast.com, but you can find all the things that I do at sincere.sarcasm.net. That's the place to go for anything that I do, if you're interested at all, for some weird out-of-this-world reason. <laughs> oh, you, should, you should be, because he's an awesome guy. <laughs> uh, in the chat, by the way, uh, DJ Bowen says Justice League action has got to be better than Brave and the Bold. I actually never saw that one, so I don't know. But I guess he doesn't like it. He does say Batman the Animated Series uh, is better than all others. That was a great show too. Justice yeah. League is actually my favorite, but Batman it was it was a great series. The There's series. same continuity, so yeah. Oh yeah, there you go. <laughs> yeah, like Batman, Superman, and Justice League—they all were right. They're all basically in continuity with each other. Yep. Yep. Exactly. Because like Bruce Timm, basically, he did all those shows. Mm-hmm. The Timbers. Yeah. yeah. Is that what, that's what they call it, isn't it? Yep. 
Kerry Johnson says the comedy in Jay Justice League action is great. I agree, sir. It, it's I like I laugh out loud almost every episode. Like it's really well done. It's good writing. Uh, all right, let's see here. Uh, Marks, where do you? Uh, where, where can people check out you? Uh, you can find me over at markspile.com, uh, where I co-host the podcast Genretainment and also talk about films and books that I'm working on. And uh, you can find me on Twitter at Mr. Marks. All right. So I got slightly distracted because Carrie just posted in the live chat, get to Twitter. Gal Gadot just dropped another Wonder Woman trailer. <laughs> so there you go, folks. You can go watch that right now, I guess, after we end this show. A new Wonder Woman trailer. Uh, actually, only oh, a month away now, right? The, the Wonder Woman movie, I guess. About. Yep. It's coming up quick. All right. I can't wait to see Guardians. So good. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, yeah, I'm done with Guardians. Oh, <laughs> Guardians? What? I know. I'm in the minority, man. Like, first off, I'm just kind of done with Marvel movies in general, I feel. Uh, <laughs> I'm not going to get on with that tangent. <laughs> well, it's barely I, Marvel. By the way, they're much better than DC movies. I will definitely say that, yes. Okay. Yeah, you know what? Everybody see. I did see Guardians is one of the most overrated movies ever. Everybody like <laughs> raved and raved. That's the greatest thing they've ever seen. And I'm just like, yeah, it was a fun movie, and that's what it was. Like it okay. doesn't go beyond that. <laughs> You'll hate this one because it's like they double down on the jokes and double down on the comedy. Oh, but here's the thing: like, I don't hate that. That's fun. I mean, that's fine, right? Fun movies are fine, but I don't get why. Like, oh my god, I can't believe they did this. It's so amazing. How could they do it? No, guys, it's just a fun movie. <laughs> I don't know. I guess I just think you know, people's like gaga reaction to it. I think you're racist to raccoons. Yeah. <laughs> uh, actually, I have a pet raccoon. I'll have you know. So oh, I you do really? No, I don't. I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> Jeff? Gosh, you're a lying racist to raccoons. <laughs> no, actually, Rocket is... I like Rocket a lot, actually. He's a cool character. He, he might be the best character in there, actually. Yeah. And Groot. And by the way, uh, you're the racist one because he doesn't like being called a raccoon. So there. Oh. <laughs> well, I can't help it. He's uh, he's uh, he denies his origins. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> he needs to deal with those personal issues. <laughs> uh, let's see here. It's uh, in the chat. Carrie uh, Johnson says uh, Guardians of the Galaxy Volume Two was fantastic. Sci-Fi Pulse says first one was best, second one was well, it was a fun movie. And then he says Rocket is the best. DJ Bowen, DJ Bowen says I went Gaga for Pacific Rim. Mm-hmm. That's no. a long movie. I was okay, but they need to show uh, Rocket's origin and show some of the other animals that get altered. That'd be kind of cool. There you go. Oh, I didn't know there were animals that altered. Yeah, I can't remember what who altered him, but there was it was a whole experiment thing. They're altering, altering, altering different animals and escapes. Who is who's doing that? I don't remember. I don't remember who. Oh, okay. Yeah, that's why he's a genetically altered, you know, raccoon. So uplifted, I guess you could say. Okay. All right. Here we go. I don't know what's happening. Now. Sorry. <laughs> uplifted is a sci-fi term whenever you make, give a, an animal oh. human intelligence. Oh, really? Oh, shit. Look at that. We learned something new. <laughs> so would you give an animal human, like, human characteristics? Isn't that what furries are? So, uh, isn't that like personification? <laughs> That's an inanimate object, actually. No, so that's not animal. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, like the sci-fi element of doing it. Yeah. Because you know, right. theory someday, sci- scientifically, might be able to. You know, mixing a little human ge- genetics in there, oh, you can. No. You oh know. boy, we know what Marx is doing in his. <laughs> <laughs> oh no. <laughs> all that all that barking you heard, folks, was actually Marx experimenting. <laughs> 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 
perfecting his method. <laughs> All right. Jeez. Uh, All right. Anyway, well, there's a little Marvel for you, folks. Uh, for those you like Marvels, uh, at the end, uh, we will be back, of course, next week to talk more DC action hour. So new episodes of Arrow, Flash, and Supergirl. Um, uh, besides what the shows Mark's talked about, you can also see Mark's and me on Monday Night Mayhem, which is a show we do here on the Super Geek Up channel where we play a couple different role-playing games, Dungeons & Dragons, and a game called The Strange, which we're actually playing tomorrow night at 8 p.m. Eastern. Uh, you can catch it right here. And uh, Mark's is our game master for that. So there's always, of course, strange happenings going on. Uh, right? Okay. <laughs> God. No, I don't know. No uplifting going on in this game. More uplifting. Actually, More actually there kind of already is, to be honest with you. <laughs> Because one of the races is very like dog like humanoids, right? So, yeah, there you go. Uplifting. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and of course, you can catch all our other uh, stuff. Super Geeked Up, my Super Knocked Up show uh, at supergeekedup.com. It's all right there. All right. Thank you again to Francis. Uh, thanks to Danielle and Marks. Uh, thank you guys for watching. I really appreciate it. Uh, hope you enjoyed it. Uh, and we will see you uh, next week. Thank you for watching, everybody. See you soon.